Behold, this day I let's see where, where are we at? Behold, this day I'm going the way of all the earth, and you know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing hath failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spake concerning you. Isn't that, isn't that a great promise? Um, all are come to pass unto you, and not one thing hath failed thereof. How many can say that's your testimony today? And it's certainly ours. So I asked Cherie to share just whatever's on her heart uh, this morning as part of the message. And we're just going to see where this goes. But she's got a great testimony to share. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's hard to share in a few minutes what has been happening in the past two and a half years. Um and I'm not the same person that I was. But, um, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I knew I was going to have a tough time. Glory to God. God has made himself so manifested to me. I have experienced him in a way that has totally changed my life and I hope I go from glory to glory it's my desire and my hope and healing is a part of it there's so much more than the healing of my physical body and I I hope that I can get this across um and, and I, I had nothing written down, and I just said, Lord, show me show me what to say, um, what parts do you want me to, to um, talk about today. And um, you're my family, so you know a lot of it, um, but for the, re- for the purpose of the CD, I'll, I'll start at... Um, Mother's Day 2013, and I found a, a lump. And two days later, we um, went to Peru, and I so I just thought, well, when I get back from Peru, I'll get this checked out. And honestly, I really never thought much of it. And got back and found the doctor and uh, test and. Yes, it's cancer. So I spent the summer. Let me get this spelled out. I spent the summer uh, of 2013 going mammograms, biopsy, 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 mammogram, and how that goes. And ended up that um, the best this world has to offer, right? You know, and go to the Moffitt Center. They're top people. And I'm. I want to say this first. There is no formula right, for right. healing. Yeah. The formula is trust God. Yes. That's it. Yep. And you can't tell anybody what course to take. Mm-hmm. Because that's the wonderful part is you learn how to lean on Him. Sure. And, and that's the blessed, 
blessedness of it is the more you have to lean on him or you get to lean on him, the, get, the more you get to experience his amazing love. Yes. And I was determined through this that this is not going to be a fight. This is going to be a rest. Yes. Because my entire adult life, I have been brainwashed into yes. believing that uh, healing is for everybody. Mm -hmm. And it is impossible for me to die of a disease. Yes. So that was the first thought that came when the doctor said, it's cancer. <coughs> I thought, okay, um, well, I know I'm not dying of this. Mm -hmm. And I thought back recently, and I thought, you know, I never shed one tear in fear because I have been, I have been watching miracles. Our ministry was yeah. built on miracles, uh, mostly healing. And I've seen tumors diminish. I've seen, I, I have felt uh, muscles grow where there was none in a girl's leg. Yeah. I, have, I have seen them. I have felt them. I know throughout the Bible there are hundreds and hundreds of scriptures proving it's God's will to always heal. It's already provided for us. So I didn't have to, I didn't have to pump myself up with that. I had to learn. I learned to just rest on his promises. And so I, I went to the Moffitt Center and they had, they had a whole regiment laid out for me that started with five weeks of radiation. And right there I thought, you'll kill me. Five weeks of daily radiation. And then it was surgery, and then another surgery, and then another surgery. Different parts of my body, and I'm thinking, I'm going to have half of me left. By the time they're done, there were so many places they wanted to cut out of me. And, and as I was leaving, the, and they were starting to put me in the, their, their program. Um, program, a nurse handed me a little pink bag, and I said, what's this? And she said, oh, these are your new boobies. And you're gonna get, you're gonna take them home, and you're gonna get comfortable with them. And I threw them in the first trash can I could find, and I thought, no, nope, I can't do this. I can't, I can't. This, this isn't right. Mm. David will tell you I was mad. Livid. I was livid. <laughs> no, I am not doing this. I've seen miracles all my life. Yes. Why can't yep. I just have one? Yes. So I was, I was determined that I was receiving my miracle mm -hmm. without being cut on and all these uh, treatments and everything. So for the next exactly two years, I did everything known to man in the natural, uh, every kind of cleansing every kind of some of you know this because I'd come here and candy back and every kind of detox every kind of supplement hot and cold showers uh, detox baths every night I did and I'm not saying any of those things are bad or wrong or wrong and I'm still doing some of them just for healthy reasons yeah. 
But I did all of that. I was so faithful. I hadn't had sugar in a few years, not even a potato kind of sugar. And at the end of my two years with that, the tumor was the size of a grapefruit. And you'll remember um, Memorial Day weekend, this last Memorial Day, I preached here Sunday morning. David was in Indianapolis. <coughs> and I preached on the authority of the believer. <laughs> and at the end of the service, we closed the service, and boom, my, I had the worst pain I had ever had in my back. And I knew something was wrong and ended up in the emergency room and they ran lots and lots of tests. And the next morning, I'm in the hospital. Four doctors came in my room. And they all had long faces. And they said, this is the the neurosurgeon. Look at your MRI. This is an oncologist. This is... This right. is your family. Here's your family doctor, the only one that I had really met. And the radiologist. And here's the radiologist doctor. And they all said, well, two of them said, we can offer you palliative care. Yep. That's what we've got. You have cancer. It has metastasized to your bones. It's all over your spine. Your the I don't know what they call it. Sacrum. <laughs> yeah, I'm really familiar with that body. Yep. And um, David and I didn't blink an eye. We said, okay, well, what can you do? And the neurosurgeon said, well, I would like to start on this break right here because in a few days she'll be paralyzed. So that got my attention. <laughs> I said, okay, do it, do it. And I started the radiation and then into chemotherapy, and it was everything I never wanted to do. I, nev- I, I said, nope, I am not doing chemotherapy. It's poison. But God. Yeah. God did not give me cancer. God did not withhold his healing from me. No. But God had an amazing plan for me. Sure. Yes, sure. You know, it's so wonderful when tumors disappear instantly. The minute you lay hands on somebody and their tumor disappears, yeah. they're thrilled, of course. But when you have to walk it through and every day you're facing pain, every day you're facing this thing getting bigger and bigger. Um, yeah. You... I understood finally what James, in a really strong way, what James meant when he said, consider it all joy when you fall into trials and temptations. It is pure gold what I received out of it. So, I, I guess the biggest thing that ministered to me that I I look back at the two and a half years what changed my life was the presence of God I spent I had six weeks of steroids they didn't tell me you don't sleep when you're on steroids I went six weeks with between 45 minutes and two and a half hours a night of sleep 
And during that time, I got in the presence of God, and I did not, on purpose, I did not talk to the Lord about healing. I did not listen to CDs on healing. I already knew that's mine. I just cried out to God, and I said, I want to know you like I've never known you. I want to know this side of you. Yes. That I'm so hungry for the presence. And I began to look forward to the nights. You know, the nights belong to the Lord, it says in Genesis. Because that's when he can talk to you. He can talk to your spirit during the night, even when you're asleep. And you may not even know. Sometimes you may know, sometimes you don't even know. But he can talk to you. And I I got to where I was excited. The night is coming. God's meeting me. And I remember one day that was particularly devastating. It had nothing to do with cancer. It, it had something to do with something else in the family. And it was my most devastating day. David was out of the country and I got in my bed and I just began to pray and I can't describe the kind of prayer I prayed but it was the Holy Ghost hooked up with me until I had so much joy and so much peace that I lay there and I laughed and laughed and laughed. And God has been my joy, my peace, my rock. And again, it's, it's exciting to see changes in your body for the good when for two years it's been going downhill, downhill, downhill all the way. And I did not go to where did I miss it? Where did I open the door thank to the dead? Thank God. Yeah, thank you. I thank God for showing yes. us that before. Yes. Because it yes. you can't find it in the scriptures. No. Where Jesus said to somebody, I will heal you, but you need to do this first. No, that's right. If they came in faith, that's it. they were healed. Yep. Yes, yep. The, the number one commandment in the Bible is do not fear. Mm-hmm. It's all over, like yeah. 360 some mm-hmm. times in the Bible. Yeah. Do not fear. Well, how do you not fear? You lean into yes. Him. Yep. You lean into the presence of God. And that's why we used to not sing, I told David this morning, we used to not, or last night, we used to not sing those songs so much about being weak. That's the word of faith, people. We're not weak. We're strong in Jesus. But you know, we are without Him. Yes, sure. And we're humans. That's right. Mm-hmm. And there are times when we're very weak. And That's we've right. got to we've got to press in towards Him. He's always there for us. Yes. Always, always there. So I just, some, some nights we had kind of a, I don't know, a, a circle house, a, 
I guess, the, the way our, our house is, that was, it's a big circle from room to room to room. And I would just circle the house and just worship and worship and worship. And just sometimes just be quiet and just melt in the presence of God. And God, I trust, I had to trust God in the medical world that he was leading me to find the right doctors, that he was leading me to find um, people who were qualified. And God did that. I had a neurosurgeon that wasn't the first pick by the other doctors, but was they knew who he was. And I, I understand now that Others had turned my case away and said, oh, we can't, we can't. We can't help There's nothing we can do. Well, this doctor stepped up and said, I can, I can do this. I can fix that, at least that part in the back. And every spot I see in the back, I can fix that. Well, that doctor um, was a blessing. Um, some of the rest, not so much. <laughs> In fact, tomorrow I get to, to show my oncologist the um, MRI Report. reports, which is pictures, and all the spots that the cancer was. was yeah. Ate away at my bones. They're all filled in. Yes. It's, it's all Jesus yes. and his work yes. and what he's done. Yes. And... He's so, so good. You know, you know how that saying where you, you press, you press something, and you know what comes out is what's on the inside of them. And and it's the same with with people when they're under pressure. What comes out of what they say is really what's in their heart when you you know the pressure is applied. And I remember when. Our son was killed in Afghanistan, and they brought the body back to Tulsa. That night, a friend of ours' son was in a longboarding accident, and they called us to tell us when we went to the hospital. It was three blocks away. And I saw him lying there, it was like my nephew Jonathan, where I knew he's gone. And he was on all the life support. And there's people in there speaking in tongues and praying and then sure. rebuking the devil like he would do. Right. And Fighting. somebody pushed us into those parents and said, speak to them. And I, my thought was, speak to them. I just lost my son. And all that came out of me was, you love us so much. And in my head, it didn't make any sense. In my spirit, it made all the sure. sense in the world. Sure. Yep. In spite of the worst things that you think can happen to you. The love of God yes. enveloped. Yes. Me. Yes. And I'm so thankful 
for his precious blood. Mm-hmm. Um, when, <clears throat> excuse me, when I started chemo, um, a pastor friend of ours called, and they had communion with me over the phone. And he said to me, when you go in for chemo, because we all know, you know, there's it's poison. And it'll sometimes do more damage to people than good. He says, you just say, the love of God is flowing through my veins. Mm -hmm. So every time I went, kind of not like a ritual, but, you know, when they stuck the needle in and started, I just said, yes, the love of God is flowing through my veins. Mm -hmm. And... It did. The love of God enveloped me and protected me. And what what an interesting journey because it was about health, it was about healing, but it wasn't about healing. It was getting to know the presence of God. And um it's just, you know, it's really just kind of like a new life, beginning a new life with him. Because now I know how to get into his presence. I know how to press on him and get filled with the love of God. And, um, uh, Lord help me, I lost my train of thought. Um, Hmm. I don't know what I was going to say. Praise the Lord. But, um, you know, oh, I know what I was going to say. What was it? The other day, Thursday? Thursday. Um, We went in. David wasn't even going to go with me. because This Thursday. Yeah, the day ago. Um, I went to the neurosurgeon to get the reports from the four MRIs that I had the week before. And they were going to decide where the next surgery was going to be because he had all those spots. And honestly, we didn't rebuke anything. We didn't, we didn't chant our confessions. We didn't, we didn't even think about it. I was in such a mode of I'm already healed. Yes. And I, you know, kept taking the chemotherapy and the injections and everything they told me to do. Mm -hmm. But it was like, okay, yeah, do it. And um, uh, (coughs) so it it was it was like I already felt healed. Yes. And so to go to the neurosurgeon, um, it was really like just another visit to the doctor. So I said goodbye to David, and I I went. And I got there, and they said, where's the CD? I said, CD? I was supposed to bring a CD. I was just supposed to bring a CD. So I called David, and I said, would you bring the CD uh, from the hospital up here? So he came in the room with me. Otherwise, he wasn't. 
And the doctor walked in and, and he had all the papers and he says, I don't have any bad news. Only I only good. have good news. <laughs> that was the first. <laughs> After six, seven, eight, eight months of treatment, that was the first. Mm -hmm. And... Well, the oncologist... Uh, well, the, okay, I'm sorry. Two days before that. We're not going to take this. <laughs> Two days before that, the oncologist... Um, had a CAT scan, and her report is, I don't think we're going to do any more chemo. This tumor continues to shrink. Yes. Remember, it was the size of a grapefruit. Mm -hmm. It's now about the size of a lime, and it's yes. too close to the chest wall to cut it out. They can't cut it out, but it's continuing to shrink. Yes. She said, so we're not going to do any more chemo. I said, okay. And I, I was not like jumping up and down. I was just going through the process yeah. of whatever they had to do. We, we've been telling people it was just the doctor's report had to line up with the report. <laughs> yeah. Because I had from the beginning still believed, oh, I am healed. I don't know how it's coming. Whatever I have to do, whatever steps I have to make, okay. But I know I'm healed. So when she said that, her nurse practitioner popped in the room, and she she is a believer from Haiti, and she popped in the room, and, and my, the oncologist said, what are you doing in here? She says, I just had to be in here for this. She <laughs> <laughs> was jumping up and down, and I said, yeah, it's good. It's all good. And, uh, it's all good. and um, yeah, amen, Ellie. <laughs> And um, so she's just doing an injection once a month to boost the, um, the yeah hormone therapy. Yeah, hormone therapy thing. So then two days later, I go to the next doctor, and and we came home from the the two reports that were basically we can't find any more cancer. Right. And we started to just kind of go our merry way. Dr. Solomon said, see you in six months. Yeah, Dr. Solomon said, see you in six months, see how you're doing, and then a year, maybe we'll take some more MRIs, whatever. Okay. And we got home, and we started to talk about what we needed to do, and then I thought, I probably should call my family. They're waiting to hear. <laughs> and it hit you. Yeah. So I called my mother first. And then I called my brother. And he was pretty excited. And I thought, wow, I guess this is a big deal. <laughs> and then I called another brother. And he was excited. And then I walked into David. And we both had tears. Wow. It's done. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> it, it's all done. Hallelujah. And I, I, I stood there Hallelujah. in the doorway between the outside and the inside, and I said, wow. Okay, now I'm ready to go with you. Where are we going first? <laughs> and, but it was just because we had, I had just been knowing my whole adult life, that word 
that we are healed. Yes. We are whole. Yes. Anything that that a picture, an MRI, a, a test that doesn't line up with the Word of God, it's a lie. Yes. It's a lie. And and we all need to learn how to follow the course that God has for us to receive our healing. And you know, it was tough, and there was nights where I cried buckets from pain. I went, I would go through a, a whole box of tissues from the pain. It was hell. So I'm not saying I'm so glad <laughs> that it took two and a half years. It was hell. But God took something that was so horrible, awful. And turned it into yes. something good. Yes. And I will never face yeah. a trial again. Right. But we sometimes David and I have quoted Gloria Copeland, who said this little line, which really helped us when they they came against something that hit them or their ministry, an attack or financial or whatever. She'd say, "Well." It'll be fun to see how the Lord helps us through this one. <laughs> and and so we've done that for years. Wow, well, this is, this is a time for us to see God's hand. And to see God do something that no man could do. Even the neuro, neurologist who is a genius, he, he was ready to... Neurosurgeon. Neurosurgeon. He could he couldn't do what God did in my body. I'm so thankful for him and his years of of school and training that he fixed that first one. I'm very grateful for that. But even then he couldn't fix me like God fixed me. So thank God for that. So I guess I'm just saying, you know, it's just leaning. I, I pulled this song out. It's just leaning on Jesus. And I pulled this song out that we sang this morning. Um, because it, it, it really, um, this is my testimony. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here, I find my rest. Mm-hmm. Jesus is rest. If you find yourself screaming, I've heard so many people pray, and I've probably done it myself, praying, and it's all fear. Remember, before you start praying, remember who you're praying to. Who are you talking to? And just sit for a bit in His presence. And then then you can talk to Him. Because He's your Father. He loves you so much. He's your healer. He's your provider. Mm-hmm. We don't do friends. <coughs> that's, that's another thing. We don't do friends. No. No. Because the one who is our life blood, who is our provider, who is our healer, who is our grace, our love, everything resides on the inside of us. Yes. So. These words just minister to me. 
and without you, I fall apart. <laughs> I was really falling apart, literally, physically. I was falling apart. You are the one that guides my heart. Lord, I need you. Wow. We need him every day. I don't want to live a minute without knowing the presence of God on my life. Whatever I do, wherever I go, I want to feel God's presence on me. I'm excited to go back to Peru with the power of God, but the presence of God (coughs) on the inside of me that is now made so big. And know that now when I when I pray for the sick, when I teach the word, yeah. it's God ministering through me. I only knew him in part before. Right. And I'm so excited about knowing his presence that I'm going to be able to see the blind the death here I'm going to be able to see it much more than before because I've learned to let go and and let God take over take charge we have a a pastor another pastor friend who was healed of a terminal disease and we we met the first time we met him we said well how did you how did you receive your healing he said, I let go of my faith. Yeah. And it took a few minutes for that to sink in, but I got it. Sure. Let go of, of faith, but leaning into him. You don't let go of your faith that's your trust in God. But faith, I knew where he was coming from because we all came from the same training where it, it began to get very formula oriented where you've got to um, confess these scriptures every day, you've got to pray in tongues, no television (coughs) no newspaper 24-7 and you just stay away from that that, that's putting all the pressure on me exactly, I don't want any pressure and I don't have to have any pressure because it's all him so when he said I learned to let go of my faith I got it yeah it's not me Mm -mm. don't anybody come and and, and say wow you did it uh uh Mm -mm. Uh -uh. I couldn't do do that there's there's no way I I couldn't do that so it says Lord I need you every hour yeah (laughs) Every hour, I need you. My one defense. Yes. My righteousness. Yes. That's it. It's my righteousness because it's Jesus' righteousness. I don't even have that without him. But that's our defense. No, Satan, you can't. You can't have me. Because I'm righteous. Yes. I'm holy. I'm yep. pure without sin and without sickness and without disease yep. because of who you are. Yes. And I'm wrapped and hidden in him. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want I want people to see Jesus. Yes. And 
and um, you know, as as we minister to others, and we have to remember, like we have to get out of the way. We bring words to people. Jesus fills those words with power. Yes. And Jesus empowers us through his grace to minister to others. So, I want to encourage you, Jeannie Ellis. There's a scripture. I'm going to find it. I'm sorry I don't have it this morning. There's a scripture that says, You have been healed of this, and it will not come back a second time. Thank God. You know, isn't that the love of God to to put something like that in there, knowing somebody's going to need that? Sure. That's the love of God. That's the love of God. Yes. So, um, it continues this song. Oh, man, it's good. This was so anointed, I don't even know who wrote it. But where sin runs deep, or sickness and disease sure. yeah, are yeah. rampant, yeah. your grace mm-hmm. is more. Mm-hmm. Where grace is found is where you are. Yes. Where you are... <laughs> I'm free. Yes. Well, he's in me. That means I'm free. Yes. I'm free from sickness and disease. Yes. I'm free from sin. Hallelujah. I'm free from lack. Lack. (laughs) Yeah. I'm free. Yes. Yes. Holiness is Christ (coughs) in me. Yes. It's all about him. It's all about him. It's Jesus. Is Jesus. Amen. 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 Wow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, we, you know you're not done because you're going to minister to, you're going to minister healing. There's nothing like a person who has received a manifestation of, of healing to minister to those who who are still in need of that. So I want you to prepare your hearts and your faith. If you if you would like hands laid on you, we're going to do that in just a moment. But uh, I wanted to just reiterate again, just so it's very clear. Again, she went to the oncologist and after reading the CAT scan and just said, well, you know, basically we're done here. And uh, I just wanted to make that just yeah. totally clear. Yes. Basically, we're done here. And um, so, uh, you know, okay, I guess I had to think of something. Yeah. Well, we'll Always. give you a booster shot once a month for, you know, hormone therapy. Uh, okay, great. And then uh, went to the, it didn't hit us like Cherie said. It didn't hit us until we got home. You know, we're sitting there and the doctor comes in and says, well, I've only got good news and he took his pen, uh, I had a, you know, just a, a printout of the picture from the MRI of her, of her entire body, really, from the head down. And he 
and he circled. He said this was affected, this was affected, all the way down to the from the top of the base of the skull all the way to to the the end of the spine, and said, see, there was a spot here, there was something here, there was something here. He says it's all healed up, it's all healed up, it's all healed up. And uh, you know the doctors were saying that originally that's impossible. It's impossible. You're you're basically. I'm I'm telling you. In June at Trinity Hospital, they walked in and basically said, "Do you even want to try to start to treat this? Basically, you're toast. Basically, it's over." I mean, in nicer words than that, they said, uh, "We can keep you comfortable, and in you know, and it won't be long." And you you know, and so the like she said, this one doctor said, uh, "Hello, I think I can do something." And uh, we said, okay, we'll go with you. <laughs> Forget the rest of you. You know, we weren't that excited about the rest of them. They were, they were never that uh, very positive, but he was. And but more than that is that we we knew the word, and we knew we knew the will of God, and we knew Jesus and His love, and what His nature is. Amen. So praise God, you know, it's a, uh, no one's happier, maybe other than Cherie, no one's happier here today for these results than me. I got my, got my wife back. Yeah. Partner in crime. Partner in crime. What's that? Oh, there it is. There's, she found the scripture. Oh, Virginia. Or anyone else here. Yeah. Shall not rise up the second time. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I wanted to read, stand by, just one verse of Scripture. Romans 4 comes to me so strong. How many glad you came today, I tell you. I told you it's going to be a special service. You know, you folks in this church are amazing because... Uh, you just stand with us. Mm-hmm. Nobody fell apart. Mm-hmm. No. Nobody, nobody even suggested that it that that lack of healing might be the will of God. Thank God we don't have that demon right. running rampant yeah. in the in the church, and so many do. Uh, but uh, you know, every everyone was just standing, and it just makes such a difference. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it was Ed Dufresne who said, uh, "It's it could be life or death what church you attend." Yeah. Sure, exactly. Yeah. How, how many believe that's true? Yes, sir. It could be life or death. Sure. Because you know, you could even get. I'm going to say something really bold here. You could even get in the wrong faith church and be in trouble. Sure. Because they'll put you on a works treadmill faster than make your head spin, and uh, that 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 one will get you too. I've seen we know people, and I won't name names, never will. Wild horses can't drag it out, so don't ask me privately. Well, I have preacher friends who have strong ministries who, if someone were in real need of a healing, I wouldn't send them, you know, to them because they'll kill you with their dead works. I'm telling you, yes, sir, and uh, get you. Going and blowing and until you just die from exhaustion, yeah. from trying too hard. Right. You know we don't have to try to do anything. Mm-hmm. Jesus did it all. Yes. 
And we really do believe this Greek word here to telestay. We really do believe it, that it is a finished work, and Jesus finished it. And if he didn't finish it, then we got the wrong Messiah. We need to go stand at the wailing wall and wait until he appears. But thank God we have the right one. Jesus is the Messiah. He really did pay it all. He really did finish the work. So Romans 4 says that uh, uh, Abraham, in verse 18, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now, some translations actually say that even, and I like it better really, even after considering his own body, even after considering Sarah's uh, condition, uh, he still staggered not at the promise of God. And yeah. they talk about that today. Yeah. Because time is such a big issue in healing. Yeah. People get all caught up in, why is it taking so right. long? Right. Yep. So we, we yeah. David said to me one day, because I think I might have gone there at one point. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. And he said, well, how did Abraham yeah. reconcile the, the promise? To what was, was not happening. Yeah. yeah. It was 15 years. It says he just gave glory to God. Well, he, you know, tried it a different way. Well, yeah, I don't know why he did. The bond woman but, incident. Yeah. yeah. But it says he gave glory to God before there was any sign of a baby. So time is not, no. you know, anything we should we should consider. Because sure. We have the promises of God. They are yes. now. And it says, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. So we're per, per, how many is fully persuaded that what God's promised, he's yes. able also yes. to perform? So Cherie stands before you today. As a living testimony of God's miracle healing power. Thank God for that. All right. If you would like hands laid on you for healing, if you'll come, I'll play the piano this time. And you can minister to the sick. Amen. Praise God. If you want to be ministered to, I would recommend this is a good service to get ministered to. Right. Praise the Lord. So if you'll come forward. Amen. Praise the Lord. Where's the song with you? Give me that. Alright. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I need
hands and praise the Lord today for the move of the Spirit. Amen. Let's sing this together. for all. 
who believe. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, we can sing leaning. She wants to sing leaning. We'll we'll go out with that with a bang. How's that? Can we find the word for that? How do you know that old song? flyer up on the bulletin board in the uh, fellowship hall but uh, the grow conference i'd like for you to tell me if you'd like to come well what it is is it's a it's a church growth conference but it's not just for the preachers thank god it's for everyone and uh, it's a one-day event it's going to be uh february 10th 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 praise the lord february 10th and uh, so that's uh 
from uh, 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. It's a one-day event at Sanctuary Church of God in Orlando. And they brought in Dr. Brian Cutsall, which is just an amazing uh, uh, teacher and so forth. And then there's going to be different uh, growth tracks. And that'll be all, all there. So if you pick, you know, you know the words youth or music or children or whatever that you're interested in. They even have one for greeters. Praise the Lord. And uh, it's only $10 and that includes lunch. So lunch is probably worth, you know, half of that at least, isn't it? Hopefully. What? Oh, February 20th. Marie steering us wrong. All right. Yeah. Okay. I know a lot of you have been praying for my brother since the accident, and he got news the other day that they're saying he needs two two hip replacements because of the wow. doctor just did. Yeah. So he is a believer. I try to encourage him, and I've just asked you to keep him in his prayers. We'll lift him up. Amen. All right. All right. You're dismissed. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Amen. I think we had church today. <laughs> Yes. This is our children in Mississippi. Oh, great. They lost this little fella. Oh, wow. And it's very, it's very moving. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And how they dealt with everything. Oh, yeah. All right. Watch it and then you know they find it in that position. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. Pretty sure yeah. good to see you today. They, they really have done wonders. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. I, I, the club nobody wants to be in, right? I would like to say Okay, Brother Frank. Yeah, all right. I've got a question. Yeah. And this has nothing to do with what you people say, okay, about tithing and stuff. My question is, is tithing?